Okay, what's up? This is Creative Banter. Hey guys. Woo. This is Madeline. And Harley. And Heather. And we are three photographers hosting Creative Banter. We want to bring a voice to the obstacles and topics that small and creative business owners have while working towards success. Okay, hey everyone. Today we have Mary from Social Practice Texas talking with us. We found her through Instagram and she's in the same area as us. So it's really cool to connect and talk. Mary, give us a quick introduction to who you are and what you do and just introduce yourself to the audience. Hi, my name is Mary Robb. I am the founder of Social Practice and our company is based out of Dallas, Texas. Um, we are a social media agency. We create content for local businesses, private practices, real estate, and we are just super passionate about social media and utilizing it to help businesses grow. Um, so yeah, that's us in a nutshell. That's really cool. Um, I also love that you work with local businesses, uh, and that you're in our area. There's just something nice to like connect with like local entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, and before we get more into your, are we going to say something, Harley? Yeah. So I was looking at your guys' website this morning and my, and this is kind of silly, my absolute favorite thing is you talk about your dogs. <laughs> I love that. I always zero in when people are like, I have pets and I'm like, you do. <laughs> I do. They are uh, very bad behavior. No, I'm just kidding. No, they're, they're <laughs> right now, but they're, I am obsessed with animals. I would have like 15 if I could, but I have two yes. rescue pups. So oh. yes, big dog lover. I love that <laughs> so much. I'm actually, um, I'm on Rover, which I never use, but someone that lives five minutes away from me needs me to watch their dog this week. So I've been going to their place and playing with their dog. He's a huge German Shepherd. He's really smart. And so we do like tricks and like play games while I'm there. And it's really fun. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah, I've been enjoying it. German Shepherds are the best. Yeah, she's really cool. Very smart. Um, They're very smart, yes. Okay, so let's get into the five questions. Harley, do you have an <laughs> Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> okay, can you do that? All right, Mary, what is your favorite curse word? Am I, am I allowed to say it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's fuck. Yes. <laughs> I think that's the number one answer we receive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. That's what I say all the time, too. <laughs> uh, all in. I'm, I'm from the service industry I was, I was you know a waitress bartender all that for eight years you can't help it you just yeah. it's the way we talk yes yes it is uh, what is the very first thing you do when you wake up in the morning um check my phone same <laughs> Instagram try to wake up yep that's what I do too um if you weren't doing what you're doing now, then what would you be doing instead? <sighs> My lifelong dream was to be a musician. So I wanted to be a singer. Um, but it's, you know, that's a very challenging path. So I'm here instead. It's a little bit easier to make it in this space. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's probably the most difficult creative industry to be in. Yeah, unfortunately, right now than even when we were growing up. I mean, when, as soon as social media, you know, took off, it's just a completely different landscape now. And, and I actually pay attention to that. I look at how the music industry has been impacted and it's like 
it's it's so different. So I mean, I don't know, but yes, yes I love to sing, and I don't share my singing very often, but I do occasionally on my blog. So that's so cool. I love, it. I love that. Do karaoke in bars a lot. I mean, I'm the, definitely the person. If it's at the bar, I'm like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna sing. Yes. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> I have like the worst singing voice, but I love karaoke, so it's yeah. an experience. It's still really fun. Oh, I find it's still. I see. I'm always like, my, I'm like trying to ask my friends, like, hey, let's go karaoke. They're like, no. I need to get more singing friends. I need to get more people that are like down. I don't care if you're good or bad. It's just fun, you know. It is fun. I'm. I, my sister and I have a karaoke mic. Like it's like mic with the speaker on it, and like we don't sing, but we got it for fun. <laughs> Yeah. When we have parties and stuff. Josiah's oh, oh, that's cool. He does everything. Yeah, I was like, why am I not surprised? Like, uh, Josiah is my fiance, BT Dubs. Uh, oh, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, how do you take your coffee? Um, gosh, I've been experimenting with coffee lately. I just started putting mushrooms in my coffee, and it's really, really, like, game-changing, honestly. But I always have creamer, 100%. Hold up. Did you mushrooms? Not, like, you know, the real, like, the magic mushrooms. But, like, uh, <laughs> and um, so I'm learning about this. But Lion's Mane. Yes. Changa, Changa. I don't even know. Yeah, but yeah. in there, and I feel like I am... Einstein so um and I drink it on an empty stomach which probably helps so I mean I'm 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 that's what I'm doing right now and I really like it I am on a diet coke though this afternoon that's my bad habit so addicting do you ever make it up to McKinney uh my fiance's mom lives there yes I do we I work at um a coffee shop that's there it's like on the north side of McKinney and it's called Pacific Tradewinds Coffee we have really good coffee it's yeah cool. it's actually like they um also have the the call co- like where they do all the roast all the coffee beans and you yeah. can do a tour there too it's really cool we're not doing tours right now yeah but we roast all of our beans in-house cool we need to go check it out yeah i down yeah um, cool. who or what inspired you before you started doing what you're doing hmm I mean, honestly, it's so there's a couple of like I, I follow a lot of female entrepreneurs. Like I'm all about it. Um, the one the names that people would know, like the celebrity just female entrepreneurs that I'm obsessed with would be Jessica Simpson, Jesse James Decker, Kristen Cavallari, like the big names. I really like Brene Brown. Um, I'm actually reading her leadership book right now. It's really cool. Good. Um, but I, I, of course I like, I look at musicians because that's my passion. Um, Jessica Simpson, for example, you know, got a pop music career, but she's like a freaking billionaire and she has like so many businesses and people don't understand. Like I read her book and I was just blown away because I was like, no one even realizes like everyone knows the face, they get the ditzy blonde thing, they get the voice, but that's all they know. They don't really understand like behind the scenes, what's really happening that her whole brand is, I mean, she is just amazing. So I just, I don't know, I get so much inspiration from, especially reading books, like reading their biographies and like figuring out 
how they got to where they got. And the crazy thing is Jessica Simpson was trained by the same group that I was with whenever I was singing. And her way up was just all about who she knew. And like one of the things I talk about, like when it's, when it comes to business is it's all about your network. It's all about who, you know, it's all about who you're connected with and who you reach out to. And that's, that's like literally the, the key. And that's, that's yeah. kind of a theme that I've seen with every business owner entrepreneur. Um, so it's, it was really interesting just to like see like step-by-step step how she got from even just getting famous in the singing career to her, her businesses that she owns now. So I'm curious to know your opinion on Taylor Swift. <laughs> so it's really funny. Um, growing up, I was not a huge fan. Um, cause I was a singer when she was coming up and I'm like a Christina Aguilera, like Leanne Rhymes, like real, like just deep soulful singer. So when she first came out, I wasn't a huge fan of her music. Fast forward to today, I went to her concert two years ago, you know, regardless of like any of her, just there's certain things that I don't a hundred percent agree with her on, but I think she's a total badass. Like I think what she's doing and what she's done and how far she's come and how she does push back on the industry and tries to stand for what she believes in and what she thinks she deserves. Like I really have a lot of respect for her. And I will say like, even though I wasn't, I don't go on Spotify and, and look up to play Taylor Swift on, in my free time. I just don't. But when I went to her concert, I was blown away. I mean, her performance was amazing. So, you know, yeah, she's, I mean, she's great. She's not one of my favorite singers. I mean, I'll, I'll get that, but she's an incredible performer and very, very talented and very, very smart. So, that's crazy. yeah. So, I want to dive into um, your business and your passion. And first, I just want to know when did you start this business and how did it scale and like where did the inspiration come from? Yeah, so. I was in outside sales for a marketing company and it was back last March. I had this idea. Well, let me start back in last January. I started going to a lot of um, like women's based entrepreneur networking groups, if you will, and just surrounding myself with people that were already in a place that I wanted to be. And I just, I wanted to understand that energy and that flow and that vibe because I've always known that I wanted to do this. Um, I just wasn't quite ready yet. And I was getting to a place in my career where I had gotten experience in multiple companies and agencies and I was ready. I just wasn't sure what my next big idea was going to be. So I started hanging around, you know, the right crowd around women that were, you know, pursuing their dreams and owning their own businesses. So I kind of got some energy and inspiration from that. And then um, I also just in the industry that I was in and that I am in, um, I noticed there was kind of a gap in the market um, in terms of just, social media as a service being offered to businesses. And there's a lot of agencies that offer this, but they don't, they're not doing it right. They're not doing it well. Um, And I also, I've had my own blog for a while and I really understand how social media works. And I just felt like what was out there was just honestly crap and it just wasn't worth investing in. And I had so many of my clients saying, Hey, do you know someone who can do our social media? And I, I never had a good answer. So I was like, okay, I need to make a social media company. Like this is in high demand. I would be traveling all across the country to these different trade trade shows, meeting tons of doctors. And they would always be asking me, Hey, like we really also need social media. We don't just need a website and SEO and PPC and all that. And I'd always have to like make up something about 
well, you know, we don't do social media, but, you know, kind of explain to them that, you know, it's, it's something we don't do, but they can do it themselves. But that wasn't enough. They needed someone to do it for them. So I came up with the idea last March, I opened the LLC and I did a little bit of an experiment, a trial to see if it was even a viable business. So I brought on a couple of clients, just, I said, Hey, I want to do this. I'm going to give it to you at cost and let's see if it works. So we did it. It was successful. They wanted to stay on. So then I quit my job last July. So I kind of count our like official start date last July because that's whenever I actually started selling it, you know, at the price it's supposed to be. And it's like, we're a real business and we got kind of past that trial phase. Um, and then we just grew from there. And then, um, in terms of how we scaled, it's truly been all about relationships up until this point. And very recently, we really started spending time on our own social media strategy. So we've started to get a ton of inquiries through Instagram and LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, so it's all kind of starting to come together. But the two biggest things were just the relationships that I have and the network that I have and then social media. So it's kind of cool that we can, I can truly vouch that social media works if you use it right in terms of if you want to grow your business. That is so cool. Way to go. Like that is amazing. Um, do you, so your employees, are they employees? Are they contracted? They're contractors. Um, so we wanted to, I wanted to start this out really conservatively. I didn't want to be in debt. I didn't want to take out any loans. So we're kind of like just piecemealing this together. My goal in the next year is to start bringing in full-time positions, W2 employees, um, because we are getting to that size where it's going to make more sense. Um, but starting out, we've been fully, we're all contractors. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And I'm sure like the people that are working within the company are learning so much as well about like running a business and social media. And that is so cool to like have a job that teaches you those things. Yeah. That's awesome. That's one of our biggest goals is, is um, to, when we bring people on, even though it's a freelance position, we really want to invest and pour into them and make sure that while they're with us, they're learning and they're growing their skill set and we're sharpening those skills. It's, it's really important. It's a big passion of mine is to empower women. Um, we're not exclusive. We don't discriminate against men, but I really like hiring women and I'm passionate about helping them build their careers. So... I love that. Yeah. I, I feel very similarly. I always am attracted to like with my network and like who I highlight and connect with. It's always like women entrepreneurs. Since you're a marketing guru and Harley and I are photographers and we have a lot of photographers that like connect with our Instagram. I have this specific question. It is what is one great way a photographer can cross platform digital marketing? Um, so I know y'all are on Instagram um, predominantly, but I'm sure that you like, you'll also know of other media platforms and might even use them or encourage your clients to use them. And whenever we create content, it's best to like get as much out of it as you can with that piece of content, whether you're reconstructing it later or posting it on multiple platforms. So what would you say to a photographer about using your content on multiple platforms? So if I first would ask, you know, who is your target audience? Like okay. what are you wanting to take photos of? If it's bridals, if you want to do weddings, things like that, I would start thinking about well, where do brides hang out on social media? Are they on Instagram? Are they on Facebook? Are they in Facebook groups? 
Um, I think Facebook groups are very, very powerful. I'm in several of them and tons of opportunity is just in Facebook groups. That's good. Um, the other option too to think about would be if you are into more like a business photography, if you want like to do real estate or corporate or events, I mean, the cool thing about businesses is you can set up contracts with businesses that are going to hire you over and over and over again, mm. where when you're doing personal shoots, it's great. And it's, it's amazing. And I know that sometimes that might even be more artistically and creatively exciting, but you know, a lot of times people might just need you one or two times, especially with a wedding. They only get married once. So, um, if you're looking for more of like to create business, uh, relationships or, or even influencers, um, I would look at LinkedIn, uh, and, and I feel like LinkedIn is such an underutilized, uh, platform, but yeah. on LinkedIn is, um, you can have a personal profile. You can actually create content for LinkedIn and you can schedule content on all of your platforms. So, um, we use a tool called buffer and you can pull in LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and you can pull in a LinkedIn personal page. If you're a freelancer, you don't need to have a business page on LinkedIn. That's my opinion. You can just use your own profile. And Buffer will allow you to schedule content out on a LinkedIn personal profile. If you are a business, if you're an LLC and you also like contract out other photographers, then you probably could do a business page too and just reshare on your personal. But um, I think LinkedIn's another great opportunity. Of course, Instagram, I mean, big, big, big opportunity there. I would absolutely... Like I said, in my business, honestly, we get the most engagement on Instagram and LinkedIn. Facebook's just a little bit more challenging from a business perspective. But the Facebook groups, that's a little key there. Facebook groups, though, are, in my opinion, where it's at. Okay, that's really good to know. I don't do anything on LinkedIn, so I should look into that. (laughs) I was actually just talking to um, Josiah's mom about that the other day. She was like, do you know anything about LinkedIn? I was like, from college, but I don't use it. And I was like, you know, maybe I should use it. Yeah. I mean, go ahead. I was just going to say every job that I've had is – through my LinkedIn profile. And it's like every opportunity that took me to where I am today. Like I'm just so grateful towards LinkedIn because it is literally like, they just like drop opportunities in my lap all the time. And all you have to do is just be consistent um, mm. and, and show up and just engage. So it's lots of opportunity there, but sorry. What were you saying? Oh, was it Harley? No, nope, maybe not. Um, what I'd say to get on LinkedIn and look at people's profiles and like get an idea of how people are using it first. Cause I don't, I don't even know like content can be posted on LinkedIn. I thought it was just like a, you have a bio and some tags and like a, your resume basically. So that's like enlightening to me. <laughs> yeah. It functions similarly to uh, Facebook, honestly. And the, they have a newsfeed, you can schedule posts, you engage with people and you can have a business page just like on Facebook so, um, yeah. And I mean, I've, it's almost like overwhelming. I have tons of messages on LinkedIn every day. I mean, people are just super active on there. Yeah. I can see how your business is like very successful on LinkedIn. Cause you're working with businesses specifically yeah. like that's awesome. But there are the one thing I was going to say, if you guys do like do photography for influencers, fashion yeah. bloggers like that, they're all on it. They're all on LinkedIn because they have to collaborate with brands on LinkedIn. Okay. And I do, I have a subscription for bloggers like that. I can work with them monthly. 
Yeah. I do too. That's something that I need to need to check out. Yeah. Um, go ahead. While we're talking about that, can I noticed um on your website you mentioned that responsiveness affects like how the algorithm shows your business. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so to keep it simple, the point of social is to be social. So the more that you are active, both on your profile and on other people's profile, the better, the more favorable you're going to be in the algorithm and Instagram or Facebook's eyes is they're going to see, oh, she's commenting back. So for every comment that you get, you should respond to it, even if it's just an emoji, even if it's something stupid, just respond back in emoji. I mean, it's, and you think, well, what's the point? Well, it actually helps you just have more credibility to the algorithm. So yeah, responsiveness. And then same thing with like DMs, um, you know, opening to them all, responding, you know, even if it's again, like, but it's something that you don't really have to reply to, but just like an emoji or like a thumbs up or whatever. I mean, it just helps to, to see that you guys are, are active and it helps the algorithm kind of favor you. Yeah, I can tell you, even without looking at analytics and like having actual measurements of my engagement, when I do decide to engage consistently for like two weeks, those following two weeks after that, I get way more likes, way more comments, way more DMs and way more people on my website. And I end up booking more shoes. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. I'm just popping up on their Instagrams. Absolutely. And that's not even looking at the graphs. That's just like seeing them, like just intuitively being on Instagram. Yeah. Um, earlier, you mentioned that, like, when you hire somebody onto your team, you spend time, like, training them, educating them. Are you, do you have, like, a secret resource that you use to like, keep up with, like, the network or stuff that's going on? Yes. So, I have, there's several blogs that I follow. So, I'm trying to think of my favorite. So, there's, there's a scheduling tool called later.com, but they have, like, have the most amazing blog content. So they always are posting about Instagram and TikTok, and I'm obsessed with it. Um, Hootsuite is another one. They have a blog that's really, really good. HubSpot has a, an amazing blog. And then there's this other one that's more marketing specific. It's just like, so there's all kinds of stuff in there. It's called The Daily Carnage. And it, it's a newsletter you subscribe to, and it's every day they send you like five of the latest tips um, they like will link an article and then they have at the very bottom, like a flashback ad of like something from like the fifties or whatever. And they also have a Facebook group for creatives. And it's so interesting because people talk about like the latest trends all the time. So it's like really, really cool. I would suggest. Cool. Join. Yeah. I need to get yeah. on that. Definitely. It's a weird, the daily carnage. I honestly have not done my research on what that means, but it's C-A-R-N-A-G-E. Okay, I'm looking it up. I'm going to do that. I'm going to get on their um, Facebook and subscription. That's cool. Yeah. I love all the little tips. It helps so much. Yes. Um, so I have a question, especially this has always been something that's interested me um, even like two or three years ago. Um, but right now, I think it's definitely more of a sensitive topic. So as a business, how much do you, like what on your personal opinion or professional opinion, 
How much do you think that a business, especially if it's just like one person, like you barely have employees, maybe you have one or two employees or it's just you, should show their personal stuff on their Instagram? Like for me, sometimes I cuss on my Instagram. I post my political opinions on my Instagram. I show selfies. Um, some people post even more personal stuff. And then some people post only their business. Like if it's a photographer, they don't post anything but photography. So I see there's a lot of different personal preferences out there. But like, do you have an opinion on how a business should be um, with this like relationship with social media and how, what is available to be seen? Yeah. I, so the first thing I like to just preface it is I hate rules. I really do. I think everyone should do what they feel comfortable doing. So like, I'm going to share what I like to do and what I'm comfortable with, but I just feel like we shouldn't have to put ourselves in a box. So I'm going to start with that for me and for our brand. So we are B2B. So I am trying to work with other local businesses. So traditionally, like that's just going to be a little bit more of a conservative, tightened up, just feel. I do think regardless of what you're doing, you should have some person personal stuff in there. Like I would be more than happy. And we're actually working on our strategy right now to start because right now ours is super businessy. We're working on a strategy to add in more personal stuff like a couple times a month. Um, The the thing that I stay away from on both of my channels, I have a blog and that's, I go like, I share all kinds of stuff on there. Um, But on the business, on the business, I we kind of have a rule of thumb. Like we're never going to talk about politics. You don't want to do that, especially like during this time. Um, And then like same thing with like religion. I mean, we the thing about it is we actually are a faith-based company but we we're still working on like our strategy of of sharing we're not embarrassed by it we're not ashamed but like there's a way to go about it you have to be strategic and like really think think about your words and like think about your message like we are we have faith and, and we're believers but we're not we don't discriminate so it's like kind of finding that balance um but i think people should do whatever they want if they want to cuss all the time and that's just part of your brand and your image and like i follow the skinny confidential do you guys know her no who is it her name's this her blog is the skinny confidential her name's lauren bosnick i think i always okay her last name she's got a couple million followers she's an amazing her, her brand like her branding like she's just one of the most genius content creators i've ever followed i just love her stuff she cusses all the time like her yeah. face, I would love to be able to do that. Maybe one day I'll get to a point where like I can, but right now, like we're, I'm building this like more of like professional branch of my business. So I'm just trying to just kind of, you know, I don't know, dip my toe in the water and just like play it safe a little bit, but that's me. Like, so yeah. Yeah, I think people should, I think the more authentic you are and the more real you are and the more honest you are about who you are, you'll attract that and you'll detract anyone that's, or unattracting one that's not like that. You don't want people that are easily offended anyways, you know? So yeah, I love that. I see people like post their opinions on, on social media. Like you shouldn't be cussing or you shouldn't be posting this or you should be, or, or like people won't know who you, what you stand for. And I'm just like, there's a lot of opinions and we're all so different. So it's hard to, it just gets overwhelming sometimes. It does. Um, okay. So can you list five things 
many creative entrepreneurs probably aren't doing, but they should be doing. And then, um, like email marketing or using a certain app or posting on their stories with specific content. Like what are some things that you see people not doing often? Um, just marketing in general or social media? Um, either. Okay. Um, I think the first thing would be stories. So crazy thing is that there's been a lot of research lately and it's like, I almost don't even want to say it because it's like, it's crazy, but 90% of people are spending more time on stories than the feed. Oh, cool. Okay. So, and that's like a really crazy thing. I mean, you still need to be posting to your feed, but there's even like some of the bigger influencers like Jenna Kutcher, for example, um, they're talking about, you know, instead of having to post five times a day, you can post three times a day or so I'm sorry, five times a week, you know, every day they're kind of narrowing down to three times a week, but then like posting the stories every day, at least 10 to 15 times. Okay. So that's one. Um, another one would be, gosh, I mean, there's so many things we do. I mean, I, I think the LinkedIn yeah, LinkedIn. I think that's really an opportunity. And I think that there's ways, unless you truly are just like trying to work with like people doing very personal shoots, like a, a family holiday. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, then of course, like the other channels, but tons of opportunity on LinkedIn. Um, we, so the third thing, we use MailChimp for all of our email marketing. Yeah. Um, and we use HubSpot for our sales email marketing it's kind of confusing they both have different functions but okay. basically um and i don't know like this is part marketing part sales follow-up is so 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 important and that's tied into your email strategy but literally like there needs to be seven follow-ups like if you've got a lead that comes through um and there needs to be like a process like what i've learned and what i've always done is um the first three are kind of all the same kind, but it's phone call slash voicemail, email, and text. They don't respond. Two days later, another email and text. And then if they don't respond, wait five business days, another touch point. Wait another five business days, another touch point. Like, don't give up on um, the lead. And we use email campaigns that are automated to manage this for us. So it really helps us stay in front of people. So that's, it's like I said, it's part marketing, part sales. Um, HubSpot is what we use for that for email sequences, but MailChimp, you can also set up email sequences with. And sequences are basically where you can enroll someone in a sequence that's timed to send them a certain email message over a period of time. So it, it's like triggered. And so you enroll them, you send them an email or you enroll them once and you don't have to think about it again. So it kind of does the follow up for you. Um, but it unenrolls them if they respond. So it's not like, you know, you send them an email and they're like, they respond like, Hey, I'm interested in a shoot. They don't get all these other emails. It just stops at that point. So it's, it's a really efficient tool. That's on HubSpot. Um, fourth one would be, I mean, I don't know, or scheduling your social media content is like so important. It's, it's 
a game changer and it, it makes sure your content turns out much better than you trying to post on the fly. Like that's just kind of the rule of thumb in social media. So yeah, um, yeah. you can get a scheduling tool that you like. We use Buffer. That's our favorite. There's a lot of them out there. You kind of just have to try and see what you like better, but Hootsuite's one, Tailwind is another. Um, the one that I like that I'm currently using is Facebook. Has, if you only are using Facebook and Instagram, um, Creator Studio. Yes. Is that oh, nice? cool. Really nice. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one too. That one's really good. And it's so like, since we're an agency, like we have to use Buffer because we can have like all hundreds of our profiles on there. Where, but yeah, if you're just managing yourself, like Creative Studio is perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then last tip, the networking piece. I mean, what are you doing to network? Like, where are you? And it's not like this. I consider networking marketing, but like what groups are you in? Like, where are, are you going out and trying new groups? Like the first six months of my business last year, I went to so many networking groups and I seriously got sick of it. But like the whole point is that you got to like just find what groups work for you. Like, I'm only a part of like two, but I tried out like, I swear 10. So like networking and just figuring out like where is your niche group of people that you're trying to work with and, and bring on as a client. I like that. I think people in the beginning stages of being an entrepreneur, entrepreneur need to hear that because it can be really overwhelming and time consuming and you're not going to get a direct result every single time you try something. And it's a lot of trial and error and it's a lot, it's a lot like fishing. Like eventually you'll find the one, whether it's a physical networking group where you're like actually in person or like a trade show or online or whatever, you just have to keep putting yourself out there. Absolutely. Yeah. I also love that you, um, talked about email marketing and how you organize it because that's something that I really want to do. But I also was like, what do I use and how do I do it? So I'm going to definitely look at those two platforms and figure them out. And like, that's a really smart way to get in front of clients and that it's automated. So you're saving yourself so much time. Automation is key. Yeah. And look at funnel marketing. That'll really help you. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. We actually have it set up, but that's the dream one day. Um, great 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 way to warm up your subscribers things cool. like that okay sweet thank you um i do have a question that i didn't have prepared earlier i just want to know like what is y'all's office space like like i feel like it's so fun i'm just imagining what like do y'all work remotely or do y'all have like a shared co-working space so we have an office at work suites and we have a partnership with them we love them at 20 locations and we have an office that fits four desks. We only have two in there. Um, since everyone works remote, we don't, I like to go up there because I personally like to leave my house and like go to a workspace because it's hard to like separate the energy of like work and pleasure when you're at your house all day. Like that's, yes. that's just me. But, um, so, and then, uh, our other, our senior social strategist, she comes, we, every Monday we work together at the office and we do like our Monday meetings and stuff like that. And she comes up at least once or twice a week. So, um, and then the, the kind of the goal, the long-term goal is to, you know, full-time employees, we will have like a three-day on, two-day off culture, like three days working together, two days, you know, flex remote. That's nice. Yeah, because it's the thing about it is we to have it's a solid team with a good dynamic with trust, with communication, with respect, you kind of have to develop a relationship. 
And so for me, I, I've worked in many different settings and I just feel like if we can at least work together three times a week, we can build that relationship, but still have that flexibility that, that we want. Yeah. It definitely helps with like, um, like I love working from home and that idea that people can work from home, but when you get to communicate face to face, you can brainstorm ideas because you're in a conversation and sharing energy. There's just something about it. Like that's really nice. Yeah. Uh, That's cool. I like that. Yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, man, you like work with other like businesses and like women. I'm like, man, that would be fun. (laughs) I said, Instagram is the tool for growing an audience, gaining leads and building relationships. But then what? Like you're putting all this content out for that. So do we wait for potential? Central clients to DM us or click on our, you know, link in bio, or um, do we have to do something like reach out to them as well? And how do we better prepare this system so that we're serving potential clients and not missing out on those opportunities? Yeah, so it's definitely about engagement, engage, engage, engage is like the biggest thing. So a lot of the influencers, for example, they'll spend at least two hours a day, like proactively people wow people that have hundreds of thousands of followers it's literally what they're doing a lot of times they have people that do it for them at that level but like that's the strategy so um if you're trying to grow a business like for us we spend an hour a day monday through friday going out and engaging with new people we message all of our new followers like a welcome like hey thanks for following us just see that they followed us um so definitely like outreach and being proactive um it's important and then um, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wait. That's kind of the salesperson to me. Like, don't wait for someone to come to you. Like, don't be afraid to reach out. It's so nice with social media. It's like, it's not intimidating. Cause it's, you know, it's, okay. it's not like you're calling someone and like hearing their voice, like deny you. It's like, they don't respond. They just don't respond. So it's like not a big deal. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Um, so as a photographer, um, I think it's easy for me to reach out to other brands and businesses, but what if it's because like we all use similar hashtags and we're kind of like, we're both businesses and you know, there's just something about it. But what if I'm trying to reach out to like a couple or a family or a senior or someone with a birthday coming up and I saw that they're talking about it on Instagram, how do I find those people and DM them and be like, look, I'm a photographer. Um, do you, do you tell your clients that, might work with um, business to customer to do something like that, like find those people as well and message them? Yes. So it's through, I would look at geo hashtags like cities and then I'd also look at locations. So like if you're looking for a senior, for example, like you can go like look at a high school, not to like sound like really creepy, but like look at a high school and try and find the ones that look like they're seniors or like, you know, a lot of times like class of whatever. Um, I mean, some of them do. I don't know if all of them do, but yeah. um, especially if their profiles are on private. But these days, like these kids yeah. have like, 10,000 followers. I'm like, you're literally 12. Like, how is that possible? I know. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but, you know, so, um, and same thing with like couples, like where do you engage couples hang out? I mean, where, you know, how, what kind of hashtags are brides using? Um, what kind of hashtags are class of 2020? That's probably a hashtag. Yeah. Um, you know, like things like that, you definitely can. And I like geo tags, like looking up people, places people have checked in and then hashtags, I think are a great place to look for that. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, that's that's good to know. I think that's a struggle, not only that like I have, but other photographers have is like I'm not getting any leads or DMs and I don't know how to like reach out to people because it's weird reaching it feels weird reaching out to people that are customers as opposed to another business sometimes. Yeah, but, like it's not creepy if you like, you know, just are real with it and authentic. Um yeah. so okay. I want to know about some of your goals with your business. What is like a dream brand that you want to work for? Oh man, that's hard to say because we really are focused on like small to medium sized businesses. But like, just if we could bring on any client, I yeah. mean, just any of the, because we're pretty niche down. But like any of the top most popular like plastic surgeons for example they um those types of businesses are are really really they're really great opportunities there's a lot of um potential there and um there's a lot of plastic surgery accounts that are like celebrities like the the surgeons themselves are celebrities so um just anybody that and especially someone that has a big name in the space would be really really cool would you say that you've always had like a, a, a talent in networking, like even when you were younger? Is that something that just came natural to you? Um, I actually like, I felt like I was a pretty much a really heavy introvert when I was younger. And I don't know what's happened. Now I'm not. But um, yeah, I've had, I counted it last year. I've had 25 jobs. So it's like you get to a point where you like, have worked for so many people you've worked with so many people that you kind of almost get over like the shyness element and then in college like my parents were pretty conservative and that they were like you need to pay for all these things like in high school and college and then they're like this day you graduate you're cut off completely like you gotta figure it out so like for me I was always like well shit I've got yeah. my job because it's not cheap to be an adult so nope. I kind of just had the fire lit under me and I just, you know, I was kind of forced into it. It's like, I really don't have a choice. And it's kind of fun after a while. And then you start to realize like, it actually really pays off when you network and keep in touch with people. That's truly how I've grown this company organically up to this point. That's so cool. 25 jobs. Yeah. I had a lot of part-time jobs. A lot of part-time That's jobs. That's insane. What, what's your favorite type of networking event to go to? Um, that's such a funny question. Um, <laughs> gosh. Mm-hmm. Favorite, like, like which group do I like the best? Yeah, or like, I feel like some networking events are uh, very social and like nighttime at a fun place. And then some are more like a happy hour. Some are more like a conference or I don't know. There's just different atmospheres. And I guess it like just depends on your level of extrovert and introvert and like wanting to go out and meet people. And I've been to a few networking events and, in my opinion, like I do meet some quality people, but it can be kind of like awkward. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. I just like if you, you've done so much like networking and like meeting people. And I'm just wondering if you have like a your ideal type of event to go to. 
It's funny because like I, I feel the same way even to this day. Like I don't go in there like, oh I can't wait to talk to all these people. It's me so much fun. Like I still feel a little bit of the like, oh, because you you know, it takes work, it takes energy and you have to like be on. I do like the ones that are more social just because I do better networking, talking to people about like just live from being a human versus the boring stuff. So like that's where I've kind of accelerated but you also kind of have to like flex with different personalities like some people are a little bit more like buttoned up and want to just chit chat business and you can keep those conversations straight to the point and then yeah. you've got other people who are like wanting to talk and like are willing to like really like get to know you um so i think definitely the ones that are more social and then um, when i was traveling a lot and going to trade shows there would be you know 100 200 400 booths and so when the doctors weren't walking through it was dead on the floor for like six out of 12 hours a day so at that time we would go around and talk to all the other vendors and all the other booths. That was actually like one of my favorite ways to network only because we're all kind of in the same boat and the, the ice is kind of already broken and that we're all like, you know, just hanging out. So it's a great networking opportunity though. That's cool. Um, it's kind of a unique thing. It's not very common, but outside of that, yeah, anything just casual, like a happy hour, five or six o'clock and keep it short and sweet, like an hour or two. Okay. Um, it's just about trial and error. Just, just go and, and try different groups until you find the ones that really resonate with you. Yeah. Finding the energy and the time and prioritizing it. And some people are really shy and so they never go. And I'm like, go to at least one. Yeah, bring a friend. You know, yeah. Just, no matter who they are, just even if they're not in your industry, just tell them to act like they are. You know, it's like no one's going to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love you need that. that more support, you know? Yes. Yeah. I think a lot of people do need that. So that would help. Um, what is your absolute favorite part about your job that just like inspires you when you like do it? You're just super energetic and like happy. Um, probably whenever we bring on a new client because it shows me that we have a viable business, but also I am able to bring more opportunities to my team. Because every time we get a new client, our team gets more jobs. So that's my favorite part for sure. I love that. That's awesome. Do you have anything you want to share about your job, your journey, or your knowledge before we um, hop into the game of this or that? Um, I think hmm, just top of mind, just kind of the theme is like just – in anything that you're doing and no matter what industry you're in, no matter what career you're in, you're in, no matter what you're passionate about, like just start somewhere, just, just dive in. Don't hesitate. Don't wait for permission. Don't wait until you're quote unquote an expert. Like I'm not an expert at owning a business and it's every single day. There's a new lesson to be learned. It's not meant for people who have it all figured out. So yeah, I think if you can just dive in and just try Trial and error is literally with, with everything, with the networking groups, with your marketing strategy, with your sales strategy, with how you manage your, your team or your time. Like, just just go, just keep going, keep your eye on the prize, and you'll you'll make it through. So that's kind of been my my mantra, if you will. I love that. That is such good advice. And for the listeners, like y'all, seriously need to go follow Social Practice Texas. Social Practice TX, right? Yes. 
Oh my gosh. Like y'all's posts are so helpful. I've bookmarked like five of them, screenshotted, then started like taking notes on stuff. Like other people just kind of put information out and it's like, okay, I already knew that, but there's no like call to action or breakdown process of it or the value that it adds. Like you do this and then you'll receive this. Like y'all put that in there and it's so smart and it shows authority and it helps the viewer. And we just like, I just trust y'all. Like if I needed to go to someone for marketing, like I know I would go to you immediately because um, you've done that. So right. yeah, I'm I think like, right. Like all of these <laughs> tips and it's just so good. Like this, this is so helpful. So thank you for all of that. Cause of it's a beautiful, course. like, it's just beautiful to be able to learn from each other. And I love that. Um, so we're going to hop into a game of this or that. It's just this fun little game where you have to choose between two options. Um, and it's really fast paced and you just have to make quick decisions. (laughs) Okay, let's go. Let's do it. Okay, cool. Do you have it? Okay, cool. Cool. Perfect. Um, wine or beer? Wine. Beach or mountains? Beach. Tattoos or piercings? Oh, piercings. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Glasses or contacts? Contacts. Do you wear contacts? Yes. Okay. Um, introvert or extrovert? Extrovert. Backstreet Boys or in sync? Oh no, Backstreet Boys. <laughs> Gross. Uh, Brittany <laughs> or Christina? What? Brittany? Brittany or Christina? Christina. Uh, ooh, Christina or Jessica Simpson? Christina. Woo! <laughs> All right, early bird or night owl? Oh, God. Depends on my mood. Early bird, I guess. Camping or glamping? Oh, glamping. <laughs> Football or baseball? Football. Uh, salty or sweet? Sweet. All right, last one. Llamas or alpacas? Uh, I don't know. Oh, alpacas. <laughs> They sound nicer. Don't want to bite you. They'll both bite. Oh, <laughs> Anything will bite you. Uh, not a dog. Just kidding. My dog does bite me. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, you want to go ahead and let our listeners know where they can find you on social media? Yes. Um, on Instagram, it's Social Practice TX. Um, I have a blog. If you want to get to know me personally and see some weird stuff, the kid and millennial. Um, and my LinkedIn is Mary Rob. Where Social Practice TX is on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. So, um, would love to see you guys there. Yeah, and I'll link all of that in the show notes too. Oh, this was so great. Yes, yeah. thank you so much. We really thank appreciate it. Fun. Yeah, that was really really fun. We should do it again. Yeah, well, we definitely love to have people back on if you ever have a specific topic or just have any new information or want to get back on and just like re-talk about marketing. Like we're here. We would love to have you back on. Yes. I want to do a whole episode on LinkedIn marketing because that would be so good. Nobody ever talks about it and I want I want to know everything. Yes. Let's, let's do, do that. It. Yes. Do I would love that. Cool. I'll write it down. Yes. Awesome. I can't wait. Well, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. I do have to hop off for it. We have a new coming on at two o'clock that we're going to onboard. So thank you so much. Great. Good.
Okay, and um, I can't wait to repost all of this. Yes, Bye. all right. We'll all talk right. soon. You are awesome. Thank you. Yes. Talk to y'all soon. Bye. 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 All right, that's a wrap. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. You can find us on social media at Creative Banter Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and you can email us at creativebanterpodcast at gmail.com. You can find our website at creativebanter.wix.com slash podcast. Bye. 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 Bye.